Welcome, welcome, Aquaba, to A Little Juju Podcast, the womanist witchy insight podcast into all things the Black healing journey, pop culture, and the ancestral spiritual systems that help get us free. This is the hashtag Black Ass Spirituality Show. I'm your host, Juju Bay. I am a psychic, a hoodoo, an Orisha devotee, and most importantly, a bad bitch witch. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how white people are still hoodooing, and I do not care. We do not care. (laughs) Summer Walker and how y'all need to leave that child alone, and how you don't always need to be actively healing. Let's drop the intro. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. A little juju. A little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can firm no say. And I'll never give a I'll take your photo to the grave. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from my face to make them stay. Cause I hate when bay leaves, but I manifest a little with my bay leaves. I'm my ancestors' baby, so I give them everything that they gave me. Besties, if you'd like to keep up with the conversation, hashtag a little juju podcast or hashtag ALJ pod on social media to keep up with the conversation. If you would like to bring me, Juju Bay, to your school to speak, to teach, to do a workshop about hashtag black ass spirituality and ancestral religion and systems, feel free to reach out to me. Hit me up on my email, juju at jujubay.com. And let's make something shake. Before we really drop the show and get into it, I need to name this because it is very important and I know that I have some new listeners. This show is centered around blackness and black spiritual practices and religions. I'm a black person. I'm a black woman. And I'm also a black bisexual woman who dates pretty much anybody I want, regardless of their gender or expression or identity and have. And this podcast is not a place where we are uplifting or anything that is homophobic, anything that does not honor uh, Black women, anything that does not honor Black trans people, Black trans women. I, this ain't that. And I know it's a lot of spiritual spaces that do that. Unfortunately, a lot of black ones that do that. If that's your jam, this is not your show. This is not your show. I just need to set the record very straight. I don't play that. A lot of my work does center folks that I don't like the language of on the margins because I feel like who I love and care and am in community with are people who are centered and have always been centered. But yeah, this this ain't that. So if you're into that, like I said, it's not your show, honey. This podcast doesn't play that. This podcast honors all identities, all beings, all bodies, disabled bodies. 
physically, emotionally, mentally. We were all, listen, honey, our ancestors made us in so many different ways for reasons. And it is not my job or really yours to question anyone else's identities and livelihood in life. That's not my ministry. And I think that it is extremely, it's really anti, you know, indigenous. And doing that disrupts everything that I say that I don't like and that I want to be free from. I want to be free from things like homophobia and transphobia and and misogyny and not honoring people's levels of understandings and their emotional levels and their bodies. So, yeah, I just, nothing's wrong. Nothing happened. It's just been on my spirit. And I just have to remind you all just to do a little clean out that that's what this space is. Okay, love ya. All you need is a little juju. I hope you all are doing so well. I'm feeling really good and uplifted today. I am located in Baltimore for those who don't know. If you're a new listener, hey, if you're an old listener, but yes, I'm in Baltimore, born and raised. And today in the city, it is 61 degrees. It is supposed to be a high of 73. So y'all know I got the clappers. The clappers are coming out. (laughs) Okay. I know it's only 73. But I flourish in the warmth. I think that the cold season and winter, I don't know. It's just, it's racist to me. I don't know. It's very anti-black. So now that it's warming up, my energy is starting to just come back to normal. So shout out to the people with seasonal depression, gang. Um, I actually don't know if I have seasonal depression, but I do notice a very intense mood shift when it is cold and dark outside to when it is warm. And lovely, and I get to where the clap is out. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. And you guys, y'all, I'm in love. <laughs> Why am I in love? I'm in love, guys. I, I've... I've prayed for it. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this later. Not me being in love, but just the things. And it's really nice. Like, it's it's really scary, too, because I haven't been really in any kind of relationship like this in some years. I've been single for a very long time. So it's nice to have a person like a reliable loving person a caring person that also loves me and like treats me very well like so I feel like I'm in a place of trying to accept that as someone who's been in really hard relationships some maybe you know my old listeners are familiar with um, definitely abusive and to be on the other side of that is like oh shoot But I think one of the complicated parts about that is I remember seeing a tweet and this is just in the top of my head. I don't even have notes for it, but it was like the hardest relationship isn't the toxic one. It's the one that comes after the toxic one or like the hardest relationship isn't the unhealthy ones. It's the ones that come after. 
And that is so true, especially the ones that's like immediately after something that was really unhealthy, like unhealthy dynamics, because you get so used to being in that, you know, really activated, sometimes anxious, sad space. And you want to kind of go back into that because that's what you're used to and that's what feels normal. And you're like, oh, wait, I don't have to do that? Hmm. Okay, so we can communicate without an elevated tone, without arguing, without yelling. Like it's it's completely reworking how I understand relationships and love. So I just, I was like, let me tell my listeners. I think I'm going to let y'all into that. Like I'm definitely in love. <laughs> and it's so good. I feel so good. I feel so happy. And it's a love that I wish on you. If you haven't experienced it, if you want to experience it, and I say to you, if you are experiencing it, um, I want people to feel this. So I hope that my energy and y'all listening, that you just can feel the love that I'm feeling and you get to soak it up and enjoy it too. And that it calls that kind of love into your life from every aspect, not just romantic, but platonic with your friends, with your ancestors with your family, with your surroundings. I just pray that we all get to experience a deep and transformative love that changes us, that changes us for the good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We done with all that mushy shit. Anyway, I want to talk about a lot of things this week. <sighs> I just, I'm excited for this podcast because I'm not, you know, I love giving y'all research and talk about people and um, read from articles and teach. And I'm, of course, I'm naturally a teacher, so I'm going to be teaching. But I just want to talk. My, I just want to talk. I just want to kiki. I feel like it's been a while, so this is we're going to kiki today. Our first segment, we're going to do uh, word of the week. It's the word of the week. So let's get into that. It's the word of the week. It's the word of the week. Oh, yeah. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so the word of the week is the word that is on my heart. Things that I'm thinking about that I want to share with you all. Now, this word of the week is simple. The energy right now is to celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself. So I was doing some research for my class. I'm teaching a Hootie 101 class every Monday at 7. And I was looking up some information about the blues and hoodoo to talk about one of my music segments. And I ended up on luckygotdagonmojo.com. For those who don't know, Lucky Mojo is a hoodoo, and this is in air quotes, you can't see me, but I'm air quoting a hoodoo website run by um, a white woman. We're going to call her Cat. Okay. Cat, Cat, Katie. Okay. So, Catty Kate Girl has made a very big name for herself through Lucky Mojo because of her study of hoodoo and root work. And essentially, and historically, she has really erased 
I won't say that she's erased African-American hoodoo, but more so talks about it as if it is just folk magic that, you know, white people are a part of, that every race is a part of, anybody can hoodoo, blah, 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 blah. And I know a lot of black hoodoos aren't super fond of her because, you know, she's kind of watered down the tradition because she just kind of talks about it as if it's just like, this is for everybody, you know, this is... I'm white, but like I learned from someone black, you know, just taking up a lot of space in the hoodoo lane. But what I will add is that the thing about it and a lot of white people and a lot of white folks who do research on hoodoo, even though they say it's for everybody, some of them do actually have access to like interviewing um, conversations and information that black folks may not have had. And they've written it down. So there are some texts that even the our favorite black scholars of hoodoo and hoodoo practitioners, a lot of them have had to go through papers of white folks. And like, that's just very honest. That's what happened, especially because white people at one point were doing a lot of um, similar to Zora Neale Hurston, but white people had a lot more access to and money, financial institution support to interview enslaved people ex-enslaved people and their descendants, Black folks about hoodoo, what it was for, conjure, root work, and they have a lot of documentation about that. So um, I'm not saying that Katie ain't got no information, no tea, but this is probably the first time I've ever really given her a lot of energy on this podcast. But what is interesting and why to go back to celebrating yourself on her page about hoodoo and blues, which was actually decent, she actually put together a list of songs and sources of hoodoo mentions in blues music. I'm so annoyed that she did all this. But when I looked at the information there, she actually said on there, she's changed her tune, y'all. The language was, she said that, it proves that African American hoodoo is an independent form of folk magic in its own right and not modified and a not a modified form of European American folk magic. And it demonstrates historically documented beliefs and practices concerning luck and magic, divination, blah, blah, blah. But that's really important for for those of us who have kind of been in the hoodoo world land scene for some years, because she's And not that we need any white person's approval, we don't. But a lot of people have been on this woman's ass for a very, very long time. A lot of black people, a lot of black conjurers have been on Katie's ass because she was saying it was all this and that. And when I looked at that little part of her website, I was like, oh, she changed her tune. People have been on her ass so much that she has had to change up her shit and acknowledge that yes, African-American hoodoo is African-American hoodoo and it is separate from European folk magic as you have been trying to claim. And I just thought of that as such a big win for the conjurers and root workers and hoodoos that have talked about this for years and years and calling this woman out by name and saying like, you are not that girl because you're not being honest. And yeah, I'm not looking at it as as if she's like, yay, us. But more of like, sometimes when you bully people, it works. <laughs> Let me not say that. <laughs> um, but actually, that is what I'm trying to say. Like, sometimes when you put pressure on people, they change their tune. And because she is, regardless of 
this white lady taking up so much space in hoodoo, she is one of the things, like when you look up hoodoo and conjure, her sight comes up first. And I know that people who are on this journey often refer to her information because it is so popular because she has the website hits. And, you know, I my, my point is that I think we can continue to celebrate ourselves and know that the work that we're doing is not in vain. And I think that over time, you know, we will be some of the first folks that pop up. I actually, let me, let me see. If I Google hoodoo, oh yeah, I forgot. Hoodoo is also like some mountains. So if I Google hoodoo spirituality, the first thing that comes up is actually about a black person. Oh, and it's an article and some written words from Professor Chereau, who we've had on the show. The next thing is a Wikipedia, and the next thing is we're reclaiming these traditions. Black women embrace the spiritual realm. This is an article from NBC. So this is actually really great because there was a one point where you Googled hoodoo, spirituality, and all these white people came up, including the site of Lucky Mojo. And now it's actually about Black people and Black ancestral traditions. Wait, you guys. That's a really big deal. Wait. I didn't... Wait, y'all. That's a really big deal. We should feel really proud of ourselves for that. You know, this work we're doing is not in vain. The work that you're doing is not in vain. The conversations that you're having... Even when you feel disconnected from your family or you feel like you're not doing enough, all of our energies, whether you are a podcaster, whether you are talking to elders in your family, whether you're just praying, trying to figure it out, all of that energy is doing something in the world and it's permeating and it's changing and shifting what we knew, at least from a, at least just from an internet standpoint of what we knew and know and the information that we have about hoodoo. It's literally being flipped because even just, I would say two to three years ago, it was not these things coming up. It wasn't. And now we see Katrina Hazard Donald being the first people and Yvonne Chereau and articles. Even on the first page, I see Processing Grief, the Vogue article that I was in, along with Zuleika, like... Celebrate yourself. Celebrate the wins. Y'all, we're doing something. We were, I know the ancestors are so pleased. Uh, keep going. We're doing so good. Fuck these fake ass people who've been trying to take our traditions from us and make themselves the face of it and make themselves the profiters of these traditions and religions. So much so that they're not the first clicks when you type in hoodoo, spirituality. And they're acknowledging even on their own sites that black hoodoo is black. It is an in, it is independently Negro, African American, black. That is so exciting. Celebrate, 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 celebrate yourselves. Let's celebrate us. Let's celebrate our ancestors for always continuing to call us, to call us home, and to call us back. 
Love to see it. Ashe. All you need is a little juju. A Little Juju podcast is a labor of so much deep love, but it is labor nonetheless. Podcasting is not free. It takes time. It takes resources. It takes hosting sites. It takes equipment and all these other things to be able to produce a good show. So if you enjoy this show, if you get things out of this show, if you appreciate the work and you want to pour into it monetarily, you can do so by becoming a patron on Patreon. It is a committal way where you can donate as much as you want each month to go towards the show. And depending on your tier level, you may get some extra goodies from me, like our little check-ins, talks, readings, etc. You can also do a more non-committal way of donating as just sending me a little coin on PayPal at thejujubay at gmail.com. Or you can send through Cash App. That's fine. Dollar sign I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E. Make sure that you put gift in the title for that. Outside of monetary, there are so many other ways to support the show, i.e. rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts, writing a comment, telling your friends, telling your homies, telling your grandmother, telling everybody that you can about the show, get our views up, our listenership up. That is so, so important. And it all tends to the energy of exchange. So if you want to be involved, included in the energy of exchange, whether monetary or otherwise, please feel empowered to do so. And I am so, so, so appreciative to all of you who honor my work in this way. It it really means a lot to me. And so let's continue to move in this energy of sharing, caring, and community. Thank you. So big, big shout out to my newest patrons. Shout out to... Brianna Brumet-Sways. Thank you, Brianna. I love your name. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. Shout out to Janice Duncan. Thank you so much, Janice. Shout out to Bianca Welsh. Thank you for supporting and becoming a patron, Bianca. Shout out to Dreamer. I appreciate you. Dreamer also sent me a very, very kind and sweet message on Patreon. So thank you so much for that kind message and being a patron. And shout out to Aurelia Olivia's. Thank you so much, Aurelia, for being a patron. I am mustering up all my good juju, all the energy of abundance and prosperity, and I'm sending it to you all as you share it with me. I'm sharing it with you tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. May all of your dreams come true. May you have the resources that you need to live out your dreams, Ashe, and so it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All you need is a little juju. Okay, it is time for our segment, Juju for the Culture, where I talk about things that are going on in the world and pop culture and give my womanist witchy insight into what is happening. So today we're definitely going the pop culture route, which is my personal favorite. Okay, I'm very excited to get into my girl, Summer Walker. I think I've talked about Summer Walker on the show before, but for those who don't know, Summer Walker is a singer. She's a performer. She has two albums out now, and I think one EP. She's pretty popular, I would say. She's pretty popular. She's like an R&B girl. She can definitely sing. She also plays guitar. She's like probably in her mid-20s. But yeah, we love Summer Walker over here. We, we support Summer. And I feel like she's always sort of in the midst of media for something or another. I don't know what it is, but people love picking on Summer. Just 
like really nitpicking on her. It's kind of strange. I mean, I know people nitpick at celebrities a lot, but it's a lot. So Summer Walker, and I appreciate y'all who remind me of my older episodes because I honestly forget what I be saying sometimes. And I know in an older episode, I talked about Summer Walker because I was like, I really want her to be rooted in some kind of spiritual system, like African traditional spiritual system. I remember saying that. And it seemed like she was the type that could be into it. I said this maybe like a year or two ago on the podcast. And we're happy because, you know, one thing about me. When I see these celebs and people, I'm like, yo, this person, I see this spirit on them. I see this thing. They need to do this. They need to do that. They'll find a lot of healing in this tradition. I've done it. I've called it. I've called it with Megan. I called it with Summer. I called it with Kodak. And somebody else I called it with. But anyway, back to Summer. We're we're very excited because Summer Walker seems to have been initiated into an African traditional religion, particularly the Orisha tradition. Now, let's go back. In February, Summer Walk, February 2022, uh, Summer Walker posted a picture at the beginning of February where she was bald mostly, but she had like, like a piece of hair in the middle and it was like dreads. It was like a little, like a look, like she just had like hair in the middle, but it was mostly bald, but you could tell like the hair in the middle was like a piece. And of course, as people do for some reason, started laughing at her, saying her hair was a mess. I thought it was a look. So she deleted the picture. And after she deleted it, she made a post on her story. And she said that people are so funny. Y'all really thought y'all hateful comments had an effect on me. I took my shaved style pic down from IG because my religion doesn't allow me to show my head. I got in trouble and put my wig back on to finish a video shoot. Y'all think too highly of yourselves, blah, blah, blah. So, your religion, mm-hmm. point number one. For those who don't know, in the Orisha tradition, and the Orisha tradition is an Ifa, is a practice that comes from the Yoruba people of Nigeria, West Africa. It is a, is a nature-based religion. It is one where you are honoring your ancestors, your bloodline, but also the divinities of nature, essentially, in the natural world. So there are Orisha, which are deities, deities of each of these elements of the natural world. And so when we respect and honor our our Orisha or the deities, we're also respecting and honoring ourselves and, you know, God. So that's what it is in a very, in layman's terms, for those who don't know. So yes, anyway, it's giving... When you do initiate into this tradition, you shave your head, meaning when you are moving on to a level of priesthood, you you have to shave your head. You often shave your head. Okay. So then after she posts that in the beginning of February, I noticed, and I'm going through her Instagram, that she was wearing a lot of whites. She's wearing all white and not like in traditional clothing, just like white dresses. I mean, she's a celebrity. She has shows to do. She has things to do, but she's either wearing white a lot or she's wearing light colors. Again, another piece of tea. 
Because after you initiate, particularly when you go the route of Lukumi, Santaria, which is the facet of Orisha devotee, that was that was, I guess, created in the Puerto Ricos, the Cubas, etc. This is like the Latinx version of the African traditional religion. So basically, our ancestors who were stolen from Yoruba land in Nigeria, those who were taken to Cuba um, primarily, they kept their traditions and religions, but it it kind of merged and synchronized with the new ways and the new land. And so it's kind of like the Latinx version, but it's still an African diasporic religion. It's not traditional Ifa, which is where the people who are in Yoruba land still practice today. It's not going to be the same exact thing because it's in different places. But essentially, there are still Orisha. It is still a nature-based practice. It's just another face of it. And when you are going the Lukumi route, you have to wear white for a certain period of time. I knew the number. Now I can't remember. Oh, a year. Your year of whites. So after you initiate, you become a priest. You're in your whites for a year. And so I'm noticing that outside of like her video shoots, she's basically pretty much only wearing white. Even sexy white. Love to see it. So again, my antennas are up. First thing, she shaved her head. Two, bing, she's wearing whites. One more thing I need. Then I'm going to say baby girl is in the Orisha tradition. So then she posts a picture. Um, like a couple weeks into March and she's wearing like the traditional whites that you would wear to a ceremony in the Orisha tradition. Maybe if you're going to a bembe, which is like a sacred dancing ceremony, or if you are working at the Ile, the Ile is the spiritual house where you're working with your godparents, you wear like sort of like a traditional, you can wear traditional whites. And the whites that she had reminded me when I was in a Lukumi house and I was with my little Puerto Rican and Cuban and Mexican God siblings, it gave a certain look. She kind of had on a dress like that. She was in the supermarket looking cute, getting her little produce or whatever, and she had her whites on and she had her head covered. And basically, black Twitter, ignorant black Twitter dragged her saying that she looked like a slave. People were saying she looked like Harriet Tubman. People were just dragging on her, laughing, because for some reason people love to laugh at Summer Walker, but two, saying that she looked like a slave or like she was about to go through the Underground Railroad. And I'm like, what? First of all, y'all, once I see her in them whites, I'm like, oh, that's some Lukumi whites. (laughs) She's definitely initiated. But two, I was so disheartened to see so many black people, not even just tear down a black woman, but a black woman who was trying to heal her fucking self, wearing her traditional clothing in her religion and the religion that could probably help a lot of y'all ignorant black asses, but you would refuse to even get there because you're so worried about how she looks and you hate everything that's of yourself anyway. Uh, tea. So you would rather be around here prancing around no religion or a religion that don't even really fuck with you like that. 
All you need is a little juju. Let me not shade these people. I'm just like, if people knew anything, and I get sometimes things are funny. Like, I get it. I get kiki in sometimes. I get even being inappropriate and laughing at sometimes. But with this, especially around spirituality and people on their healing journeys and people really trying to embrace African traditional and diasporic religions, for you to just go under fire for just looking how you look and being a part of ceremony or following the direction of your ori, aka your head, your your higher self, and the direction of your spirits and the direction of your godparents, and to get pointed at and laughed at, it's just really sick to me. And also, why are y'all saying that we look like someone looks like a slave? Why are y'all saying she looks like Harriet Tubman? Let's run it back. Harriet Tubman is that, is that, okay? Harriet Tubman is literally an icon. <laughs> The, liter- the the baddest to ever do it. So how do we even get to saying that someone looks like the baddest to ever do it? An insult. Since when are we saying Harriet Tubman looking like Harriet Tubman is an insult? Harriet Tubman did more for her people and herself than niggas ever did in their whole life. She did more in one day than niggas ever did in 25 years, in 80 years. How have we got to this point, black people? How did we get here? Y'all, I don't know why I've always just felt really strongly about protecting Summer Walker. I always have and always just wanted the best for her. And I'm honestly, I think we need to be celebrating that she has this kind of spiritual support and spiritual protection because I know, first of all, it is so hard to be a celebrity. I cannot even imagine to have people ridicule you all day long, talk about you, pick you apart, bring up your baby father, bring up your children, bring up your life, bring up something you tweeted five years ago. I'm so glad she and I'm noticing a lot of others in the industry are having this kind of spiritual protection. We need to be pouring love into Summer Walker and really checking people on their ignorance. Because it's not cute. It's not funny. It's not interesting. And as much as I want us to celebrate that we're moving so far along in this journey of embracing our ancestral systems and religions and traditions. We have a long way to go. And every time someone starts to make fun of somebody or call something evil or call something demonic, I realize, yes, we celebrate and we got to get our feet back on the pavement because there's still so many ignorant people around here who don't know. And not knowing is fine. Being like, okay, why is she dressed like that? That's not everyday wear. Sure. That's a comment that can be made. This is not everyday wear. This isn't what the girlies are wearing. She's typically wearing, you know, something else. She doesn't really dress like this. Why is she dressed like that now? Okay. Inquiries, questions, asking. That's fine. Saying someone looks like a slave. That she looks a mess. Why is she wearing that? That, that's not it, y'all. She, 
she reposted something on her Instagram. And I'm so glad that she did. Um, someone on Twitter at they Davis says, "Y'all making fun of black women publicly practicing traditionally African religions will never sit right with me, especially when y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about or playing with." Then she says, "Like this shit is actually not funny at all." Y'all eat light-skinned boho crystal deodorant incense and tarot card bitches up daily. But when a dark-skinned woman is dressed for an actual ceremony, she's a slave, please. And that's it. So Summer posted that that screenshot tweet of what at they Davis says said. And then she put in her caption, who's the clown? The ones trying to reconnect to stolen practices or the ones who can't see the importance of their own culture? Also, I know Yawos aren't supposed to post themselves. So um, let me pause here. Yawo is a, a newly initiated priest. I know Yawos aren't supposed to post themselves, but I got blessings from my godparents to post myself for work. I want to show how you can do your job and still be Yawo while still rejecting vanity. I'm doing this publicly to show how important it is to be in African religions to destigmatize them. I love it, Summer. I love it. Uh, that's so powerful and it's so important. Like she's not hiding who she is and what she's doing. Uh, also, let me have let me say, um, traditionally Yawos aren't supposed to post themselves. They're supposed to be like no pictures. Um, you know, no posting. But I think when you're a celebrity. Sometimes things can be worked around because you you have pictures taken. That's part of your job. You're allowed to do your job and your work. And she's saying that she got blessings from her godparents. But yeah, y'all. Honestly, it made me really sad. But this is actually a really, really powerful moment. And I, and I think we, the Little Juju podcast, Bad Bitch Wish Brigade, should send our good juju to Summer Walker tell her that we see her, tell her that we appreciate her doing this publicly. And thanks. Also, have y'all seen SZA? SZA is very clearly, I'm not going to say she's initiated. I don't know, but she's very clearly practicing. Love to see it. She's given us big Yamoja energy. Love it. Love it. Love it. Shout out to all the, the babies. Kaylani. They're all doing their work and not super publicly, not naming it as much as Summer Walker, but like when you know, you know, it's giving very much I, Y, K, Y. If you know, I, Y, K, Y, K. It's giving very much I, Y, K, Y, K. If you know, you know, I'd love to see it. I'm sending all my ashe, not all of the child. <laughs> I'm sending my ashe though to the people doing this work in the public. It is not easy. It is not hard. I can't imagine doing it as a celebrity. Mug. But yes, watch your mouth. Stop being ignorant. If you don't know, ask questions. And leave Summer Walker alone. Okay, bye. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so for our main topic today, I just want to talk about something that I heard in a reading recently that really, really, really resonated with me. And I was like, oh, yes, this is going to resonate with somebody else. I need to talk about this on the show. And, you know, I have a healing podcast because I have dedicated a lot of my 
life at this point and work to really documenting my own healing journey and sharing that with you all. So that means that I'm in community with a lot of people who are quote unquote healers. As a side note, I think that we all are healers. I think that we all have the capacity to heal in our own ways. But people who may have or are more intentional with the healing of the self and healing with others. I'm a community with folks like that. I'm talking to people like that. I am a part of religions that prioritize healing my ancestors that I'm constantly in communication with, spirits that need healing. It's just a lot of my fucking head. A lot of healing going on. And that's good because, you know, we got a lot to heal from. I got a lot to heal from. I speak for my damn self. I got things to heal from that I ain't even do. <laughs> I wasn't even a part of. I have healing to do from being born still. And things from childhood and also things from adulthood. Like now, like living in the midst of a global pandemic for multiple years and racialized trauma and wars and terrorism, domestic and abroad. You know, there's a lot of things that we can choose to heal from. So essentially, this means that healing is not a... It is not a, a an arrival. It is not a destination. It is an experience. It's a journey. It's a lifelong journey. It it rolls with the tides. It's up some days and it's down some days and it's in the middle. And it's a part of the cycle of, of our experience and of our life. I'm thinking of the Dikenga, which is the Congo cosmogram. And it's a it's a circle. And it Basically, our key Congo ancestors really broke down our life cycles and through, through that, through the Dikenga. But this is not about the Dikenga, just that's the image in my head, the circle of life. So back to my reading, my reader was telling me that I've done a lot of healing and I've dedicated a lot of my life to healing and work to healing. But I'm having, I have issue when I don't try to apply the things that I've healed from. She basically was saying that, you know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the, I got to heal. I got to sit through this. I got to process. I got to do this work that we don't live our lives. We're sitting, we're doing our shadow work. We're figuring out what makes us, you know, a terrible person. <laughs> and well, the things that make us great. And we're doing our prayers and we're elevating ourselves. We're elevating our ancestors. But we, we're not actually experiencing life. And something she said to me was like, you have to be in it. Like you have, you have to be in it. You've done the work. You've done the healing work. You've sat, you've cried, you've prayed, you're in therapy, you've been to therapy. You process. But what about life? What about your experiences? Because you've been so consumed with the healing that you haven't really allowed yourself to love, to 
let somebody in. To experience just the joy of what it means to be a human being, which is to have experiences. And that was so powerful for me to hear because she's like, you don't have to. And I mean, I, I know she's, she was not saying I'm never, I don't have to heal anymore. I'm done. I have reached max healing level. Juju is out the game. I'm healed. Hello. But she's like, you've done, you've done a lot of work. Live. Live. There's no other processing you need to do about a thing. You already know. You're aware. You've dedicated a lot of time to process. Live your life. Let love in. How will you know that you have even reached a new level of healing if you don't allow things to happen to essentially to test you? The example was really around like romantic love for me. Like you have someone around who loves you and cares for you. But you're not really letting them in because you're scared and that's valid. But you've done all this healing work to get to a place that you can let people in. So now you just have to open the door and go through it. You don't need to process this. Just walk through the door. Just allow it to happen. Allow joy to happen. Allow love to happen. Even allow sadness to happen. Because the way that you deal with that sadness and the way that you deal with that pain is going to look a lot different than how you dealt with it three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. And then you will see how far you've come. But we can't just heal in a little cabin alone by ourselves. Because we won't even know we've healed because we haven't invited anyone over. We haven't had any communication. We haven't seen what our disappointment looks like now. Or if it changed from before. Yo, it really shook me. Hold on, let me drink my tea. So... I just want to remind us all that I see you healing, baby. I see you healing. I see you putting the time in. I see you putting in the work, the labor. The shit is hard. The things that we've been through on a society level, let alone a personal level, let alone a familial level. This shit is hard, yo. It's hard. And I see you moving through it in the best ways that you can. But I also want to encourage you to live your life. That you don't have to do your shadow work every day. You can just be. You can exist. And I don't want us to miss the joys of what it means to be human. Because we're so in our heads. We're so healing. I got to heal. I got to dance. I can't have this experience because I'm doing this. Don't be in a, we're going to be in our spirits and deep in our souls and in our heads when we did. (laughs) Okay. Because dead folks ain't even got no body to experience. Okay. There's a joy. There's a, there's a blessing in having 
a soul, but there's a deep blessing in having a body and having physical senses and touch and tasting and sex and and good food and feeling something that feels good on your skin and being outside and sweat. You know, the, the physical experiences of life are not to be taken for granted because we're just healing all the time. We have to find the balance between what it means to do that soul work and just what it means to to live because we're not always going to live. I mean, sure, you might come back, but it ain't going to be like this time. You might not be able to enjoy the bodily sensations as you do. So fall in love. like, And maybe fall in love and get your heart broken. Maybe get rejected for a thing. It's okay. Maybe you didn't get the promotion. You quit your job because you thought you wanted to be an entrepreneur. You realized you couldn't sustain yourself, so you had to go back to work. Shit sucks. And it's, and it's part of the experience. You're not so damaged. None of us are so damaged that all we have to do is heal. I don't care what you've been through. None of us are so damaged that you just dedicate your life to healing. I mean, you can dedicate your life to healing. But while you're healing, live your goddamn life. It's not always deep inner work. Sometimes it's surface. Sometimes you just need to eat a goddamn on cheeseburger. And a Coca-Cola. And not Mexico, because that, that kind is better. A regular kind with high fructose corn syrup. Sometimes you just got to live your damn life. And be in your body, baby. So, I ain't going to keep saying the same thing over and over again. But I'm just encouraging y'all to let, let things in. Let love in. Let, let, let life in. Let life do its job. Enjoy your time here. Because soon we're going to be, maybe not soon, but at some point we're going to be ancestors and we're going to be spirits and we're going to be working. Child, when do we rest? (laughs) When do we rest? Live your life. You've done some healing. Go out and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Mm -mm, Child, let me try and preach. Okay, let's get into our church announcements. We don't have many today. I want to shout out everyone who is in the Hoodoo 101 course. It is going beautifully well. I'm sorry to y'all who didn't get a chance to sign up, but I think I'm going to think of a way to um, uh, send out my playbacks or give the playbacks out so that you all can purchase them and access them. I'll figure that out. So shout out to everyone who is in Hoodoo 101. We're doing so well. Really enjoy it. Also, um, my podcast, Little Juju Podcast, is in the process of being reformed. Not quite yet, but we may be taking a little break at some point because I'm trying to really get like the podcast together, have it clean, have it be succinct, have regular um, segments, sound bites. Like we're really getting it 
in order. It's time. It's time to elevate the show, have the sound be crisp and clean and clear every time to make it more interesting. And so I'm thanks to my patrons and to people who donate, I'm really looking into investing in this podcast, not just for sound quality, but also just to make it an enjoyable experience and so that we can continue learning, retain our listeners, and have some new ones, have some new folks hop on on the Juju train. So thank you to everyone who donates and shares because, yeah, we're in the process of really building something else. So once we get clear, I will tell you all some more information about that. Maybe once some ink dries, but big things are gone with the pot. So we'd love to see it. And um, I think that's pretty much it. So thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of A Little Juju Podcast. Feel free to hit me up on social media at I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm also at A Little Juju Podcast on Instagram as well. Feel free to book a Reiki session with me on my calendar that will be in the show notes. But it's also on my website, jujugay.com. And yeah, <laughs> that's it. Thank you all so much for being here with me. Keep here with me. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Never drop, drop.